show where we tell you what media has value spoiler alert it's all of it also spoiler alert we will be discussing spoilers as usual here's your warning i'm ashley and i'm alex and we will start with five minute masters where we give you a master class in five minutes because that's the length of time we are capable of sounding intelligent <laughs> <laughs> or the amount of time that we had before we sat down <laughs> some of us <laughs> I forgot we were recording, and so this is just a fun fact I learned this week at work. I work at a bank. Oh, uh, let's do it. No, it's exciting and informative. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about a word that is a funny word to look at, and I couldn't understand how to say it, and my coworker told me it was said one way, and then my boss said no, and then she was like, oh, I lied to you. Um, a sheetment. A sheetment. Spell it for me, please. <laughs> E-S-C-H-E-A-T-M-E-N-T. Escheatment, okay. Coming from the word escheat. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But my coworker was like, I was like, how do you say this? And she's like, oh, eschiotment. Eschiot, now I was And I was like, now that's a fun word. And so I was obsessing over it. And then later in the day, I was like my boss. And I was like, what's this word? And she's like, escheatment. And then my coworker was like, oh, (laughs) That makes more sense. <laughs> anyway, so a sheet is common law doctrine that transfers the real property of a person who died without their heirs to the crown or state. So it's not one that comes up a lot. But it does. <laughs> oh. Because in current terms, if you leave your bank account unattended with no transactions for like two or three years. Mm-hmm. And... You don't, like, get accrue enough, like, inactivity fees that it's all gone anyway. hmm Those funds will be sent to the state. Oh, wow. They just, just take your money, huh? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm saving so much money by having multiple bank accounts at multiple places and I just let it sit there and accrue interest. No, you have to... Banks don't like it when you do that. Banks don't like it when you do that. <laughs> so that there's your, like, knowledge... For the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the, whenever you're reading it, like afternoon, evening, night, day, morning. <laughs> Whatever time of day it Whatever is Whatever time of day are. it is where you are. Don't just forget about your bank account because when you la-dee-da in there one day and you're like, oh, I had an account here once, oh. it, it's not going to be there. So you're telling me that episode of Futurama doesn't, doesn't add up? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a throwback. No, it doesn't because... That's it's legal thing. Like they would have, they would have sheeted his money. Away. They would have sheeted it, and it's funny too because it comes from like feudal code, right? So it's from back in the day. Well, I mean, if you've got a word, might as well recycle I know, it. But that's why it's such a weird word to look at because it's it's such archaic. an old word. Yeah. Um, and it looks like s cheat. S cheat. S cheatment. Yeah. But then you're like, it can't be that. And it's not. No. It's almost that. <laughs> it's almost that. It's, but it's closer not. than what your coworkers <laughs> It's said. closer than eschiotment, which sounds where did very she fancy. Where that from? I don't know where she got it from. Was she it, likes she to think. assuming? I think, I don't know. Maybe she had only read it before. Because that was the first time I had even approached the word. Uh-huh. So and I like, was like, I totally get like having a wrong pronunciation. I was in a perfectly gullible state. <laughs> Well, yeah, but apparently, she, like, to, 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 I, you know, I've definitely had words where it's like, oh, I've only read that. I don't, you know, that's a perennial nerd problem. That's a, that's a reader problem of like, oh, I've only ever read that word. I've never heard anyone say it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure how to say it. And I probably am saying it wrong. But to have such utter confidence to tell someone <laughs> that your pronunciation is the correct pronunciation, having no corroboration whatsoever. <laughs> well, and then I was looking up pronunciations, but of course, most of the sites that showed the pronunciation, it wasn't ph- phonetic pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And I only know phonetic alphabet. I don't know whatever bullshit they make up to try and get people that don't know phonetics. To... Yeah, learn IPA, you bastards. And even then, like, <laughs> even looking at the phonetic pronunciation, I'm like, I don't remember half of this shit. I know. <laughs> gotta look up all of the right all the characters just, all the phonemes i just need the i just need the table in front of me yeah, just get your phoneme table out it's, it, you've got it somewhere tucked away yeah <laughs> or just yeah i can click on it and it will be like phonetics help english uh-huh. ipa and then it's got yeah, yeah thanks wikipedia thanks wikipedia well, anyway, that's fun escapement 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 
sounds very medieval. It does, because it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I just love the way that, like, just the utter juxtaposition of all of ours is just like... Well, that's why it's so good, because it's just two... Two brains. Two brains <laughs> in two separate rooms. <laughs> coming together. <laughs> coming together with whatever random shit they decided to think or look at. Yeah, I learned about pasta. <laughs> so, well, more broadly, noodles. <laughs> How is noodles more broad than? Well, no, you're right. Yeah, noodles you don't is, call you don't call chow mein pasta. You don't. Some people do. Well, those people. Are, I was gonna say something really bigoted. I'm not gonna do it. Those uh, people need to get out more. Yes, they need to broaden their horizons. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was just kind of curious about like the history of noodles as a food and like how they happened. So apparently, sort of the earliest. Uh, example of something that could be considered a noodle came from, no surprise, China. But rather than being like strands or shapes or whatever, it were just sort of like little globs of bread dough yeah. that mm-hmm. were cooked mm-hmm. in liquid, like water or something, boiled in water. Um, and they still do that today. Mm-hmm. Like that's still a dish you can get. Which you can is... do that at home. And it's, it's like uh, the closest thing I can think to that is when my sister has made like in a crock pot, it's just like a big vat of like chicken pot pie. Oh, like act- dumplings. Yeah. yeah. But they're like empty dumplings. Uh-huh. Just a long... Yeah, it's it's like deconstructed de- pot pie or whatever. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's chicken and dumplings, my friend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know how similar that is because I've never eaten this Chinese dish. Um, how similar that is to what the, what the Chinese originator of noodles is because i think when i think of bread dough cooked in liquid i think like bagels or pretzels or something well um is it wheat yes uh here i I mean i would think bread is wheat but yeah it's they have more different types of paste yeah it's just like a paste of grain and water so it might be millet it might be you know buckwheat whatever but it's just a grain paste um that's yeah thrown into boiling water and cooked um so there's just a lot of different accounts of noodle type things just all over the ancient world the etruscans um started sort of shaping like grain dough into different things um greece uh by 100 bc they were eating broad noodles called lagan i'm probably not pronouncing it right but i don't know (laughs) greek's not your forte it's not my forte and this is an anglo i mean it wasn't spelled in roman characters anyway so i don't know (laughs) i don't know uh but yeah they uh at that same time Rice and wheat noodles were being used in dishes as like like in soups. Just at, the ingredients just thrown into a broth, kept at the table. Ancient Romans fried noodles um, and topped them with honey or fish sauce, which sounds really strange. I mean, honestly, with honey, that sounds kind of good. I mean, that's basically funnel cake, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, was it fried noodles? Like, I mean, like. Chow mein is fried noodles. Yeah, but if you use a sweet sauce instead of a savory one. I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's a thing cake. that we do now. Well, I don't know if it's funnel cake, but like there's plenty of sweet noodle dishes out there. Pad Thai is pretty sweet. Oh, no, I'm so, I want Pad Thai right now. <laughs> Come on, I'm sorry. Look at what you've done. You've ruined it. <laughs> but um, apparently ancient Romans loved their noodles so much that they like, they, it was like a staple food. They had like granaries that were established just to ensure a constant supply of That's noodles. so strange because you never see that I in know, you, any sort of... You don't think about ancient... I mean, it's like contemporary media. Rome. Sure, noodles, absolutely. But like ancient Rome? Never. Never. I never thought about no, it's noodles like, back then. No, it's like... Well, but if you think about it, every interpretation of media that shows ancient Rome, it's always like a Renaissance version of it. Where it's yeah. like... White people in togas eating like hanks of meat. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Yeah. That's and grapes and like like yeah, you know. Or yeah, yeah. Or weird like, like anachronistic hall. where they like don't really differentiate between Greece and Rome, and they're like eating, you know, dolmades. Mm-hmm. And really, and it's, it's just 
Yeah. Italy's interpretation. Yeah, so I don't know. Greece. But apparently the ancient Romans love noodles. So fun. that's cool. Um, now this is the most fun fact that I found. By the 6th century AD, um, noodles were really common in China, but only for like the lower classes. They mm. were thought of as like peasant food. Yeah. But... Um, they were noodles were being sold on the street like by street vendors like they still do like mm -hmm. that's such a crazy ancient tradition mm -hmm. of like street noodle vendors and like i love thinking about that like that we've been do humans have been selling noodles on the street since the sixth century <laughs> like think about that next time you go pick up a plate of yakisoba like mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, different other places. Persians had noodles. Um, now I'm just imagining all the different flavors of all these noodles dishes, Yeah, too. I would love to know what the world's noodles are like. Um, the, obviously, the Chinese and the Italians both lay claim to inventing the noodle. And I don't know if that's ever possible to settle who it really Well, and it might have happened separately, you know? Separately, independently, simultaneously. Yeah. The world needed noodles, and people created <laughs> Noodles them. are inevitable. They were inevitable, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I was... Now I can't remember... Um, so I won't say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, I think it was, oh no, I, I did read that um, the uh, first instance, the first known instance of noodles that were dried for storage mm -hmm. comes from Arabia, mm. which is interesting. You don't think about Arabian noodles, do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also, the last little button on it, I had to look up the etymology of the word noodle. Uh-huh, of course. You're never gonna guess what language we got the word noodle it's from. It's gonna be the like Russian or something. German. German. I was the German like, word noodle. <laughs> I was right there. Yeah, noodle spelled with a U. Yeah, noodle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, but that came that came about in like the late 1800s. Oh, I know. And not from when? Or no, late it, 1700s. But still, like you think century. it would it would come from uh, the German influence on the english language rather than yeah later. no much later much Weird. later yeah the word noodle comes from german around circa around the the yeah late 18th century funny thing the word noodle meaning head predates it wait that comes from the mid 18th century and the funny thing also is there's the expression you're being a noodle head yeah. So, just... so it's like the <laughs> combination of the two. But yeah, like that's a use in your noodle. Yeah. That, that. Wait, that's also German? N no. Oh, no. Okay. That's, I, as far as older, I could see, unknown origin. But that can be dated to Previous. before the use of the word noodle referring to like pasta. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing. I really couldn't believe it. But yeah, of all the languages to get the word noodle from, it's German. Well, and then now I'm now we gotta really dig into the etymology of noodle because does the expression or the word noodle meaning your brain is that because your brain looks like noodles or I don't think so because I think it's specific it's your head head more and not than, than brain okay so late eighteenth century from German noodle of unknown origin meaning a strip ring or tube of pasta or a similar dough um, now. The okay, yeah. The, now they've grouped together the definitions of a person's head or a stupid or silly person. Those mm -hmm. are the same definition. Okay. And the origin is mid 18th century of unknown origin. Weird. It just happened. Hmm. Yeah. And then noodling, as in casually playing a musical instrument, dates to the mid 19th century of unknown origin. <laughs> <laughs> so a century later, we got that one. Yeah. Weird. So that's noodles. <laughs> noodles in the sheetment. <laughs> well, we saw Rocket Man. <laughs> we did, and if you didn't, what's wrong with you? It's so good. So we talked about, I'm pretty sure before, my love for um, Mamma Mia Two. Mm -hmm. We've it's been this a topic movie of is is this year. Rocket Man is this. 
years Mamma Mia 2. Wow, what what high praise. Well, for me, <laughs> I mean, no. if, if, if people saw my movie collection, they would they know. They should put that on the back of the Blu-ray box. They should. This year's Mamma Mia 2, Alex Vigu, like, Literary Merit Podcast. Because, A, the like font for the titles is both in like disco ball shit. Uh-huh. And no, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a fucking musical. No, I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. Yes, but it's strange praise. It is strange praise, but it's correct. No, it's a wonderful, delightful movie. Taron Egerton is my heart. He's a star. He's brilliant. He's so good. Like I was just talking to Chris um, the other day. Listeners may know him from a couple Christmases ago. We had him on. Um, and he was saying how crazy it is that this actor who's like really talented can sing quite well and does a pretty good like impersonation of Elton John and is of like the same physical type Mm -hmm. as Elton John just happens to be here for us now to make this (laughs) film and they just met and made this movie. Like what an amazing... (laughs) Sort of a, a, a phenomenon to occur. You mean someone was correctly cast? Yes! <laughs> so correctly cast. And we were, we were talking about the sort of unfortunate fact. Uh, the only thing that Taron Edgerton is lacking is that he is not gay. <laughs> right. And it's a shame, but it's fine. We can't hold it against We can't him. hold Not in this case. We can't <laughs> hold it against him. He tried his best. He tried so hard. He's almost there, but he just didn't quite make it. <laughs> I mean, he had a sex scene with... Uh, with uh, Robert Madden. Richard Madden. Richard Madden, sir. Yeah. The only reason I was correct on that, correcting you, is because you were looking at the Google. <laughs> yes, I knew it was an R, so I just <laughs> made a guess. Uh, yeah, no, it, and it was a great scene, and apparently they had to like fight to keep it in. But yeah, so thank goodness they did. they did, because mm-hmm. it was tasteful. It, it, was, it was beautiful and so important. Mm-hmm. Even though Richard Madden's character is a total asshole. Yeah, but like you have to have that first. Yeah, because otherwise ha- it's like he's to not... To have the betrayal. Yeah, yeah. No. He hits him. Yeah, what a dick. What a... <laughs> <laughs> you don't hit Elton John. Don't. You don't I hit mean... anyone. Yeah, no. Don't... Hits. <laughs> don't hit. Don't do a hit. <laughs> don't do a hit. <laughs> yeah. Um... Do a sing, not a hit. <laughs> Saturday night's not all right for fighting. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, it's only okay. all right for singing. Yes. Love that scene too. Yes. Let's just go through it first and talk okay. about how great so, it is. Because there were some Teddy boys in Saturday Night's All Right yes. for Fighting. If you saw them, I do. Throwback to like five episodes ago when Teddy we first boys. started our Five Minute Masters. Masters. So the movie starts and fucking decked out Taron Edgerton as Elton John demonic angel. Busts, busts into in, the rehab clinic. Into the rehab clinic. Um, and just takes over. And then just starts recanting his childhood. And it's really like, you have no idea which direction you're looking. You don't know where it up is. <laughs> like, it's the only part of the movie where you have no idea what's fucking going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, at first, when I was first watching, I, w- I was like, what is this going to be? Is this going to be really bad? Because it doesn't make any sense. But looking back, it's perfect for um, switching up your expectations. Uh-huh. Because everybody's going to go into this movie thinking it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, what a shame to have the sort of temporal association with that film. I know, and they're uh, like only a year apart. Like less than a year. Less than a year apart, so. And it's like, oh, big musical gay icon, you know, and it's, yeah, it was, it was iffy. Yeah. So they did a really good job of being like, hey, this isn't just a really bad retelling of this person's life. It's a musical. It's a musical. And that's what I want to talk about. Because, like, what a great choice. You know, how else can you tell a musician's life? You know, except, especially one so, you know, personal about their music as Elton John. Like, you really have to tell their life through their music you have to tell their life through music. Yeah. And it works so well. And it works because the moments where the movie asks you to suspend your disbelief, I feel like it works because the songs themselves and most of the catalog is surreal. Mm-hmm. 
game you sort it, it it carries you through these really difficult experiences. Yeah, like the very first song in the movie, "The Bitch Is Back." So you're like, cute. what the fuck is happening right now? So cute. That it's like perfectly kid. choreographed. Little Elton John. That kid is perfect. He's he's gonna be like the next what's that f- guy in <laughs> in uh, music or on Broadway right now who's really talented. The guy on Broadway who's really talented. He's young. He was in Pitch Perfect. Um, he does. He's like a star now. I don't know. I didn't see Pitch Perfect. In Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I don't. I don't really care the, for Dear Evan. Well, Hansen. the lead guy. No, no. I no. He's he's yeah. I'm sure he's great. I don't personally care for Dear Evan Hansen. That's the but only the, example. The kid I from Dear Evan Hansen. I've not. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna be the next. Thing. I'm sure. I'm sure Dear Evan Hansen is a huge hit, and I am an outlier in not enjoying it. I just don't know anything about it. I just that's yeah. the only thing I can. Will think of. if Will was here, you he could tell us. I'm sure he could. <laughs> or just any random high school girl, ask them, and they will tell us. <laughs> anyway, he's great, and at the end of the movie, they show a side by side of him and, and the, the actual real young little... Elton John, and they're identical. They're so cute. Identical. Oh, this is a little chubby face. And I liked angsty teen Elton John because yeah. he really wasn't that angsty. His dad oh. just is a jerk. His his dad was a jerk, but his stepdad seemed cool. <laughs> his stepdad was the only constant in his life. I'm just like being an okay dude. He's, like, like, he's he just was, like the thumbs up dad. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> Let's do a pompadour. It's like, all right. Thanks, man. You're good, stepdad. You're, You're good, good, stepdad. Your mom's good for most of it, and then she's not good. But and the stepdad's always good. good. But, man, because um, that was Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. right? She was She great. was so good and, and funny. Yeah, and like, I gotta say, I mean, you know, it's not the most crucial part of the role, but like, good on her for like, gaining the weight for the part. Like, a, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to do that, especially for, you know, not a lead role. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that it was appropriate and, and she looked great. She looked crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, she stole every scene she was in. Oh, she did. She did. She just had that like sassy bitchy housewife thing going on but also like you 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 empathize with her because her husband's an asshole yeah and she's trying to do her best yeah but then she's also kind of a bitch but but it's also like (laughs) you know she's definitely um a product of her time that's for sure sure you know yeah she's just trying to she's just trying to do her best but grandma was great grandma was great Love grandma, love stepdad. <laughs> Wasn't he Frank? Hi, Maybe. I'm Frank. I'm a friend of your mom's. <laughs> let's go to a bar and you're going to sing. Yeah, I mean, does a great job. Okay, let's keep moving on it because we could talk about all of these family members forever. Um, so he grows up and he's got Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, and mm-hmm. that's And then great. he grows up during the song. He grows up during the song. And we had that's we had the Bollywood moment. We had the Teddy Boys. Mm-hmm. We, that, it was very very fun. Um, and he's like trying to keep up with all the dancing. Yeah, he's so, so cute. cute. Taryn, Taryn, my boy, I love him so much. <laughs> but the it was kind of interesting, like not knowing very much about Elton John's career or life. Yeah. Um, to watch this because there's like that huge moment when the when like the producer gives him the envelope of songs from Bernie, like that's the big moment where it all begins. And it's like, it's framed. It like zooms in on the name on the envelope. And it's like this big moment. And I'm like, apparently this is a big deal. I don't know who this person (laughs) is. And like, I could sort of infer, I'm like, Oh, this must be the start of an important relationship Mm -hmm. with the person who wrote these songs. But I was just like, I don't know who that guy is. I, I, knew very little but enough so mm-hmm. i knew what was happening mm-hmm. um, oh yeah I, I was able to sort of infer, guess yeah. mm-hmm. but i didn't know anything about that so i was just like okay apparently that's what this moment is <laughs> <laughs> and i like that the record executive was actually like not the chief head guy i know he was just tricking he was just lying <laughs> he's just tricking <laughs> i love it it was very cute mm-hmm he was just trying. He was a little big for his britches, but he found Elton John. So he found Elton John and put him together with Bernie. What's his face? I know. I feel bad that I can't remember his last but name. But he's, he's not the famous Bernie. one. Yeah, he's, he's not the just famous Bernie. one. He's not the famous one. He's a lovely and delightful boy as well. Bernie Toppin. Toppin. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Bernie, we apologize. <laughs> or Elton, we apologize too. We we very love. We, we love Bernie. We, we, yes. Uh, no, we do. <laughs> Some of the best songs ever written. Yeah. It, no, it was... 
like just their relationship was so beautiful and like so well handled the moment where elton kind of tries to initiate a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. no i'm sorry (laughs) i love you (laughs) like like that it's just not weird you know there there's that of course the scary moment where elton is outed to him and bernie's like no it's fine like, like, oh, thank God. You're cool. I, I think that moment, moment was really funny because Elton's kind of outed to himself a little bit too. At right. least At least from the audience perspective. Uh-huh. Because at, up until that point, he hadn't come out to himself other than he kissed a guy. Yeah. He had some, some gay experiences, but hadn't really identified that way. Yeah. Just doing this now. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-huh. And then he has to break up with his fiance, who he lives with. Who, who is his landlord. Who is his landlord, that's right. <laughs> she reacts. Poorly. I mean. Yeah, but I mean also it was the time. Not ideally. Not ideally. I mean, yeah, people were just very, very bigoted back then. Well, but also she just got broken up with. Sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna I would like to think that if someone were to break up with me and say, I'm very sorry, but it turns out that I'm not attracted to women, I'd be like, well, I mean, I really wish you'd <laughs> thought about that sooner, but I can't blame you. <laughs> to quote another musical, Firebringer by Star Kid Productions, Schwoopsie. <laughs> Schwoopsie. No, it's like the Billie Eilish song, I Wish You Were Gay. You know, it, it helps. If someone can just be like, no, it's not anything about you and me. And yeah, I like you a lot. I'm just gay. Can't, can't do it. I'm just gay. And it's like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank trying. Thank you for trying. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> so uh, they begin a beautiful working relationship. They move in with Elton's mom. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene, the big song's written. Your song. Oh, it was beautiful. And just that moment of them looking into each other's eyes. And, like, there's so much is said between them while he's playing that song. Because you can, it's just like, they're, on, on, they're not only saying, like, wow, like, we've done something great here, but also, like, I love you. Like, it yeah, it's is like, a beautiful love song between them. It's like, oh, you completely understand my lyrics enough to write music to it. Oh, you completely understand my music that I, like, the to lyrics To write match words it. for what I can do. Yeah. And also, I love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the way that, like, Elton is looking at Bernie and the way that Bernie's kind of shy, oh, yeah. it's like, you're not gay, but you're a little gay. <laughs> like, you're not gay, but you still love Elton. It's really sweet, really beautiful. Like, and those moments can be so cheesy when it's like, the, oh no, I have the, chills. You know, like, the genius does As soon as you thing. see the title on the page, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Well, and like, you know, it's the moment where he, he's playing and everyone stops what they're doing and you yeah. go to listen. And it's like, that can be really dumb. It can be so cheesy, but. Look, but it I, wasn't. I had literal chills because that's. Because we know that song. Well, it, we because have it's, the... it's that good of a song. And also, Taryn carries it. Like, if he if he wasn't as good of a performer, yeah. it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But he, he earns it. He Ugh. does it. Yeah. Yeah. So and he doesn't good. have to make it a big thing. Like, he's just, he's just toying at the piano. Noodling the song out. He's just noodling the song out <laughs> with his little finger noodles. <laughs> Using his noodle. I gotta say, I wonder, I mean, they probably wouldn't have put it in if it wasn't at least mostly true, but, like, the way that he was just a piano prodigy was yeah. really interesting to I learn think, about. I think he was, uh, if I know something from somewhere. That cheeky scene where he comes in and copies just, the, the, well, when he goes in for his yeah, audition mm-hmm. and just, like, completely, and, he, and she's like, why'd you stop? And he's, he's like, like, well, that's, that's where you stopped. You, yeah, that's yeah. why you played. <laughs> yeah. And it might not have been, like, that easily easy for him like mm-hmm. it's a movie um, right but, sort I think of mythology he, but there are definitely but... people that can hear it oh yeah definitely it, you know? um or hear it and then remember it yeah just play it yeah that mozart thing and then his fucking dad when he does it for the first time he doesn't even like look he, at him he doesn't care and his dad thinks this dad pretends to like music too what an asshole oh my god the dad the dad's the worst part of the whole i mean he's supposed to be yeah but well, he's, no. a, he's a huge vi- he's tied for he's tied for villain he's tied for villain there's two villains there's two well villains. three drugs and alcohol is probably right all elton too. john himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's so tragic to see his 
Yeah, let's keep moving because we've got ooh, we've got a lot to to oh, get yeah. through. Um, yeah. We're just stuck up on these early scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're going to America. They're going to America. They play at the Troubadour. He kills it. Well, but also they're like, "You better get some new clothes." And he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do it." I'm to doing it. Elton John style. I'm gonna gonna wear these sparkly overalls, and you're gonna <laughs> like it. <laughs> it was great. And the patch jacket. Oh yeah. J- yeah, like queer tumbler was just like patches well he i mean in all, like all of his costumes and i love that the credits of oh, like yeah. the real costumes yeah because they they versus, embellish yeah they embellish but like that jacket was pretty much spot on oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's great and the overall outfit was just didn't have stars on it originally like yeah well i'm I think it sure. did but they weren't like shiny oh yeah yeah it was just slightly different yeah um but you know they got to make it a little larger than life it's a movie. It's a movie, and it's also like... Also, Elton John was like, this is how I would have done it if, if I had the money. Yeah, as I could have. <laughs> if, if somebody made this back then, I would have worn it this way. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't really get, like, shiny cellophane stars on your overalls back in the 70s. Yeah. But, yeah, that scene at the Troubadour is lovely, and scene at the party at Mama Cass's house is great and sad and sweet. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... You know, he knows that he can't keep Bernie to himself, yeah. but he wants to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he meets Destiny at this party. The devil. <laughs> yes. What was the fucking character's name? John like? Reed. John Reed. The Welsh bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's very... Um... Charismatic. Charismatic Very and attractive. And yeah. I mean, he's Rob Stark. Nobody can... I mean, nobody blames you, Elton. No. He comes up and he's like, guess what? I think you're the best thing I've ever seen. Let's and, kiss. Yeah, let's do it. And Elton John's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little boy from England. I don't know anything. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. Yep. So that relationship begins. Elton gets... Huge, mega rich, and mega, mega rich. I love their duet. Oh yeah, uh, uh, I don't remember what's the song. This, uh, it's um, the cat something. Yeah, hang on. Um, but that, but it's like they're walking through this cool stage set where it's like things are being handed to them and drugs yeah. are being done. And... I loved that they really just went into musical land. Yeah. for a lot of time. It's uh, it's Honky Cat honky that they're cat. that they're singing to. Uh, yeah, they're singing Honky Cat, and he's just getting fancy. He's getting blinged out. Mm-hmm. It's great. And they're just, like, he's snorting hot. cocaine snorting off cocaine, their hands. Cocaine, just wearing all the necklaces. <laughs> just Cars on cars. Yep, yeah, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's swanky. And it's also, like, ominous. Yeah, it's it's the beginning of a bad thing, but he's having a great time while mm-hmm. it lasts. I mean, it's rock stardom. Uh-huh. Yeah, he looks great. He's wearing some very good clothes in every scene really at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just always dressed so well uh what happens after that i think there's some stuff with the mom oh it's when things he has to he has to go to his parents and he be has like to... hey don't tell people i'm gay right <laughs> but he doesn't he literally doesn't say that to either of them Right, it, it it did strike me as because weird. it backfires in both cases. Yeah, well, because he comes out to his mom over the telephone, and mo- his mom's like, "Yeah, I know," and I'm disappointed. Well, she's like, "Yeah, I know," and he's like, "Oh, good." And then she's like, "I hope you know that you're that be your miserable. life, yeah, that you're choosing to be miserable." Yeah, and yeah, Ugh. but it's I think, gross, but it's also like understandable. I think though that he still kind of got his answer from both of them. You yeah. know, he goes and oh, sees yeah. his dad and his dad is Ugh. just completely uninterested in his life. That... And so it's like, okay, well, he's not going to tell anyone because he doesn't give a shit about we me. We need he to talk about that he... scene. Yeah, we because... need to talk about it. I I almost thought it was too much. In the context of the film, because it was sort of a, a larger than life telling, yeah. it worked, but it was just like everything. It was yeah. just like, you know, we already set up his dad's like, don't touch my records. Don't hug me sit over there and then for his dad to be like oh my new sons bring my my records cuddle with me let's hug i think it would have been over the top if it was like really cuddling because he wasn't really but his kids were like on his body while Mm -hmm. they were on the couch they were like climbing yeah but he wasn't like 
oh my boy right you but it, but it was more than it was so casual yeah it was so comfortable it was, it just, was like, just oh those easy boys are easy just, free love yeah those I can just boys get are that? just always climbing on their dad like he, they're just climbing around on the couch just kind of climbing up on him <sighs> and these aren't like little baby boys no. these are big boys yeah they're like they're, they're like 11 six, oh i don't know if they were that old but i don't know how i mean in real life is. those kids definitely were that I, age I have no idea you don't know about the kids yeah, i just you, don't know <laughs> your your nieces aren't old enough for you to have a they're like a million years old already yeah, and yet they're still so small. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, I would say like those kids were probably like, you know, o- older elementary school, yeah. you know, oh, early yeah. middle school age. Yeah, like definitely. But then his dad's like, can you sign your record? For my work friend. Fuck. Yeah. So like Elton got his answer. Like, oh, my dad doesn't give a shit about me. He's not going to talk to anyone about me because he doesn't know me. And it's so weird because normally when we see the rock star, like, origin story, it's like the family wants something from him. Yeah, and this guy doesn't want anything from him He wants all. Li- he has- nothing. And it's like, that's why it's so infuriating because it's not what we expect. Uh-huh. And it's also, like, rude. It's so rude. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, for him to just, you know, there's no, like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry for saying I didn't think you could amount to anything. Right. He, like, doesn't acknowledge no. him in yeah. any way. Yeah. Like, he almost is, like, embarrassed that he is a rock star. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, you're doing that? That's nice. Those yeah, are Yeah, I wish shoes. you'd be doing, dra- doing jazz. Yeah. <sighs> just like, what, a, you know, he just doesn't take him seriously at yeah. any point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, mom phone call is tragic, and then... And then he does lots of drugs about it. Yeah, and he get, and his boyfriend hits him in the face, and then he has to go and do a show. And he yells at Bernie. He yells at he Bernie, apologizes. even though they never yelled at each other. They never had a I fight. I did love the immediate apology, though. Uh-huh. Because it's like... Yeah, you have... A, I, I know he's you. He's like, shit, I said something bad. I'm sorry! Yeah. <laughs> Bernie's like, yeah, I know you. I know that you don't mean it. You just get this way. And it's like, that's not great to make excuses for people with anger issues, but at least he knows him and knows, like, he doesn't mean it. Yeah, he has a lot lot making him that way. He's mm-hmm. got his parents. He's got substance abuse. He's got physical, like... Yeah, partner abuse. Partner abuse. Who's yeah. also... It's physical abuse. It's emotional abuse. It's... um monetary monetary abuse uh, yeah Ugh. yeah it's just and he's trapped because it's a contract yeah it's really troubling Ugh. um but yeah i mean and he clearly you know by the beginning slash end of the movie he you know by the time he's in the rehab clinic he understands that he has legitimate anger issues like oh, yeah. he has anger management problems and mm-hmm. you know people don't have anger management problems for no reason but that's still their problem that they have to sort out and he knows that mm-hmm uh, it, I do like the way it's bookended, where he, you know, it starts out with him being like, I am at the end of my rope. Let me tell you how I got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a nice sort of framing device of, of him being in the rehab clinic. And I love that. So he gets to the rehab clinic fully decked out. And over the course of the movie, he's like shedding costume elements. And then by the end, when you're past that um prologue preamble like yeah once once we move forward in time once we move forward in time he's in sweats because that's what you wear when you're in rehab yeah they were nice sweats yes but they were like rehab clinic yeah like standard issue clothes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's like oh you're you know you're getting back to and then when he's oh and we'll get there but when he sits down at the piano it's like just just you and an old piano Mm -hmm. that's all you need and he writes I'm still standing. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, we gotta go back. There's more to happen. There's marriage. There's... Oh, yeah. We gotta get there. Okay, so he's a big, big star. Things are starting to go downhill for him. Um, I really loved Benny and the Jets. Yes. Benny and the Jets. Because that was like... Fuck you, straight people. Yeah, it was the gayest scene in the it movie. Was a and disco it was a, orgy. It was a disco drug orgy. And it's like, it's gayer than the gay sex scene earlier in the film. Like, it's the gayest thing I've ever seen. He's making mm-hmm. out with three dudes at once. He's There's wearing glitter. bell bottoms. Like, everyone is taking their clothes off. They're literally having an orgy on a on dance a floor. On a disco dance floor. Light up disco dance floor. It's like a weird, trippy, slow Benny and the Jets, too, isn't it? No, it's the... It's, it's the really... It's the full... Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember. 
have okay side note have you seen the uh chris fleming bit about benny and the jets yes <laughs> where it's like a malevolent force won't let him stop <laughs> yeah it's the funniest benny <laughs> benny <laughs> the jets it's so funny <laughs> trying to leave and he can't yeah guys look it up on youtube it's extremely yeah. funny uh i think chris just re-released it because of because the of the too. yeah he's yeah. got a clip of just specifically that bit and it's really really funny <laughs> it's just some very good physical comedy uh but yeah no that's just benny and the jets um but it's a very good cover of it by taron edgerton and it's like it's like that scene is so good because like you totally get what it's symbolizing you know mm-hmm. what it represents what sort of phase of his life it represents and not only like not only that but like how he feels about it because it's like it's sexy and cool and then very very sad mm-hmm. like he's not he doesn't want this any like he doesn't like it he just can't stop yeah it's super sad yeah it's really a great a great scene and that's honestly that's why I think this movie works so well is these scenes that are sort of uh, metaphorical, mm. you know, it, 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 the, whereas it's very hard to tell somebody's life story constantly. You just can't. Yeah. And so to have these sort of scenes where it's like, this is sort of the thing that happened and this is, this scene is yeah. representation. And this is where they sang it. And like, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But just to have this representational yeah. scene to sort of, get you through these periods it's like we don't need to show everything and and better to have this sort of metaphor this visual metaphor than have just some sort of concocted scene that's supposed to be you know synecdoche yeah. for the whole and i love the benny and the jet scene but i think one upping that scene is the rocket man scene rocket man because it's like metaphor the whole time yes He's got a big party at his house and he's super sad. He's, he's really sad unhappy. and drugged up. Yeah, and he takes too many pills and drinks a lot of booze. And while everyone's at his house, he, he falls goes in the pool. falls in the pool. He announces for his next trick, he's going to kill, kill himself. himself. And he falls in the swimming pool. And lo and behold, having a drug overdose. At the bottom of the pool is his young self, little Elton, in a spacesuit, playing singing, a piano, singing Rocket Man, singing Rocket Man. And like, I will say, I was a little iffy about that scene at that moment. But but where they where they go from that where though? they go from that where they take him away in the ambulance and it's a beautiful dance like oh, taking yeah. him to the hospital choreographed with just gurneys and lifts and it's beautiful it's mm-hmm. like a ballet and, and I then loved they it. shoot him up with whatever they would shoot him up with and push him out push on him stage out, and he's like back at Dodger Stadium waving here I the, am I'm Elton John the dancing the... monkey oh my god yeah. it's beautiful and heartbreaking uh-huh and he looks great in that baseball uniform <laughs> yes he does the whole movie even though the characters are picking him apart for his appearance he appearance he looks fantastic he looks so good he looks so good um yeah and it's really sad and then we just get this sad montage of him just spinning and oh during uh, pinball wizard oh yeah just he's just spiraling and just he's out of his life is not in his control anymore and just costume costume after costume after costume after gig yeah and the the scene where he's wearing the queen costume and he's just like fucked up and saying the wrong city name and he just doesn't care Mm -hmm. and they're like that costume was so good yeah that's the one where you really see the difference between real life and the in the movie because in real life it wasn't as as big as as big and drag yeah they dragged it up. They dragged lot. it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great um, and really sad, really depressing. Yeah. Um, but he ends up cutting his manager, you know, out of his life as much as possible. Yeah. And then he gets married. He meets Renata and gets married for one scene. <laughs> for once, they have a beautiful duet in the studio together. Happily married. Yeah, that scene was really sad. The, the most insane screwdriver. screwdriver. It's, it's like three it's like, quarters vodka. It's like a third of a whole bottle of vodka. And then some orange juice splashed on top. <laughs> it's a big glass. And that made me think of one of the lyrics from, we were talking about um, Panic of the Disco's more recent album earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a one of the songs, I think it's... Um, old-fashioned or something mm. he's talking about making screwdrivers mm-hmm. and that makes me think about yeah, that yeah um 
But yeah, really tragic. And like, I, I love how it's framed. And I'm sure it's, you know, very honest. Like Elton John produced this. Yeah, I really fucked up in marrying this girl. Like she didn't deserve what I did to her right. by marrying her. She did not deserve to get stuck with me and like that. And not even just because. They're... Not, yeah. Not just because he's gay. But because he's fucked up. He's a bad partner. Yeah. Like he can't be a partner to anyone right yeah. now he's a substance abuser and he's depressed like he can't be a husband yeah. and they're just unhappy and we get this reiteration of that i'm sorry i know mm-hmm. or she he's just like yeah i get that this is bad and i shouldn't have married you welcome and she's to like, rock stardom yeah and it's like she almost doesn't hold it against no, him like yeah. she's unhappy well it's because she knew i mean yeah like, she, they're both so unhappy, and he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, she's not just some she's like, girl from yeah, the country who doesn't know not, anything. Like, you're, I should, you know, I, I get that you don't want it to be like this. You just can't help it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then they're divorced. <laughs> and then his mom is a huge bitch about it. <sighs> and then he eats all the desserts. He eats all the desserts. And is a bulimic for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. And, and then he breaks up with Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Oh. But to um, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and it's so good. Yellow Brick Road, I love that damn song. And it's like each of them singing a chorus. Or yeah. A, yeah, a, verse. a verse. Yeah, it's really sad. Because it's like, no, Bernie's the one thing you still have. He's mm-hmm. the one person who has always believed in you and has never, ever, ever stopped. But then they get back together, and it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, because then we pretty much just go to the big show where he walks out to go to rehab. To, to rehab. Yeah, it's kind of not a long movie. It's, it's, I think it's movie length movie. It, it's just, but it goes by. It's yeah. It, you know, you it's don't well, want it to well stop. paced. Yeah, you don't want it to stop, but it stops because it's uh-huh. a movie. Yeah, he goes to rehab, and he's doing better. And Bernie comes to visit, and he brings them some songs, and he's like, you gotta get back at it, my friend. Like, you know you can do this, and you know it's the thing you gotta do. So, here's some songs. Write them. And he writes them. Write Right? And they, and they, I love. They just put them in the music video. They just recreated the music video. Grainy, video quality, and all. Like, I love that they put the effect on it to make it look like an old. Well, I don't think they recreated it. I think they just put Taryn in it. And then put it know. over him. I would need to watch them side by side to see if it is actually identical or if they just... Because it, from my viewing of it, I only saw him as like, they just put him in, like filmed it with uh-huh. him and then put him right. in place that, of They very well could have done that. I just assumed they refilmed the whole thing. Yeah. But I don't know that what how, if they did that or if they just inserted... Either they, way, it was good. If they inserted him, they did a very good job oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, it was seamless. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I assumed they just had to have refilmed the whole thing because mm-hmm. I couldn't tell yeah. that they had put him in. Um, but it's great either way. You know, and another reason why I assumed they had refilmed it is because the earlier scene where he's dressed up in the queen costume, it has the same video quality. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was a little... I saw... I was like, oh, is this like... Are they recreating something here? I wasn't totally sure what that effect was for in that scene. Like, it made it seem like, oh, this is something that was, like, filmed at the time, you know, sort of effect. But I don't quite know if it's referring to a specific video. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it must be. I think it was when he performed for the Queen. Yeah, it's just not something I'm familiar with. But then I'm still standing. I was like, oh. Yeah. And so. I I also like that it ends with a music video because a lot of their songs didn't get music videos. I mean, it was was before music videos were very much a thing. But it was either last year or the year before. They had like a a contest to do music videos for like the big three. Mm -hmm. So now there are music videos for Benny and the Jets, Your Song, and uh, Tiny Dancer. I love Tiny Dancer. It's very hard to say what my favorite favorite elton john song is but it might be tiny Dancer. mine's your song depending your song. on the day of the week yeah. <laughs> because that one's just like i mean it's just so classic yeah so i gotta say i think most of the times that i've actually heard your song by elton john all the way through were at the bellagio fountain in las vegas because they just <laughs> use that song they i think they're supposed to use more songs like i've definitely seen them use hmm. like classical music and stuff but i swear 
it's just your song over and over and over. It's for all the proposals that probably happen there. I bet. Oh, man. <laughs> There's probably just a proposal button that you can press. And it does a particular fountain spray. And to it... set to your song. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, like, I love that song. But yeah. I don't, like, sit down and listen to it so yeah. much. I've probably heard the Moulin Rouge rendition of it more times. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but, I, so, like, I have such a strong association with Bellagio Fountain <laughs> with that song. But I really love Tiny Dancer. Tiny I just Tiny. think it's beautiful. Um, Candle in the Wind also. It's funny how there are, like, some really great Elton John hits that they just couldn't get to because they didn't get to that point in time. Like, yeah. the movie ends in, like, 1990. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I think we all would have loved to see more stuff with, like, Elton and and, and Diana, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. It wouldn't. It would have been. Would not have been relevant to what was going on. Yeah. 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 It just didn't. It wasn't relevant. So maybe there'll be a sequel, and we get to see that. <laughs> a sequel to a biopic. Is there a precedent for that? Rocket Man, Mamma Mia Two. That's not a biopic. It's a musical, though. And this is a musical. Sure. There are lots of sequels to musicals. I'm asking if there are sequels to biopics. Elton John, get on it. We need. We need Rocket Man Two. Enter Diana. <laughs> And or the the Diana years, and then the third one will be the Gaga years because she is the um, the godmother to his children. That's so and their wonderful. best friends. That's wonderful. Yeah, and he's got his kids now and his husband. So lovely. Uh, yeah. So I guess let's talk about it as a biopic since we're there. It's better than all the other ones ever made. Yeah, I mean, and there are some very good <laughs> biopics about musicians. There are some very bad ones, mm-hmm. but like. You know, Walk the Line is pretty good. That is Ray a pretty good movie. Ray is very good. Yeah, I like Walk the Line a lot. Yeah, there are some good ones out there, but none are quite like this. And I think it's because he, I really feel... Because even though it's so sad and fucked up, it's also joyful. I, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> they picked the right place to end it. It's like, mm-hmm. this is about him struggling with his vices, and overcoming them. Mm-hmm. And so the story ends when he does that, and that's when he got sober. So Also, shout out to Elton John, who's been sober for 28 fucking years. Good job, <laughs> son. I'm very happy for you. Uh, no, good job, dad. Yeah. I just think of him as that sweet little... Oh, yeah. Sweet mm-hmm. little English boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's so good. and uh, But, like, I really feel his spirit mm-hmm. in the film in oh, a yeah. way that i don't with some other biopics yeah it you know? feels like he was there every day on set yeah i mean he, he and if he wasn't they did a good job of and like the people like you know who directed it the people who made this film like they I clearly really understood him as an artist yeah they weren't just making a movie just to be like oh let's do an oscar film let's make a big movie about somebody famous like oh, yeah well and you can i feel like this movie does not feel like an oscar film it will not get undoubtedly get nominated for a lot. It better fucking. It better. Taron better get nominated for best actor. Yeah. He better. Yeah. He better. And also, like, I mean, I don't know if they can do best song because they're not original songs. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I mean, but I think... he did. There's some different versions for sure. Like, did Moulin Rouge get any nominations? I don't know. Because I think Moulin let Rouge... us know. On Twitter. Yeah, tell us Maripod, about it. What the we, Oscar rules are. We don't want to do our homework. We already did our homework for these two weeks. <laughs> right. Our our bi-monthly homework. Right. So it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's got that, yeah, that real authentic Elton John spirit. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love Taryn Edgerton, and he he transforms, but also stays. So I don't know how to describe it. it, it. it, I mean, yeah, it's he has this authenticity about him because it it doesn't just he does such a good job of capturing Elton John without it seeming like an impression of Elton John. It's not an impression at all. No, he's just he doesn't do like, and they they, I think they instructed it. I think Elton was like, "Don't sing like me," or I think somebody was saying like. it was me but uh and i heard somewhere that he was told not to sing like him because then I mean, it would be he, like karaoke yeah i mean but he kind of does he does but it's not like but he's not forcing it yeah he's not like changing his own voice enough to make it seem yeah like he's, he's just sort of shaping vowels in a certain way to sound yeah and doing sort of the same sort of vibrato kind of stuff mm-hmm. that happens and yeah 
he's he's walking a really fine line and he does a very good job of it yeah yeah he's he's great like i I remember back when i first heard that he was gonna be playing elton john i was like perfect this is perfect like because yeah i gotta say though oh man it was a little like the moment the end with i'm still sandy it was so perfect and so joyful so appropriate but the whole time it was happening, I couldn't help thinking, wow, Taryn Edgerton sings I'm Still Standing at the Climax of Two Movies. Because <laughs> that's his song at the end of Sing. <laughs> and so during the whole thing, all I could picture was a gorilla? G- gorilla Dad swinging through the city. Like, that's all I could think about was this big gorilla man coming to his son. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like that had to have been a thing where Taryn's like, "I already did this." Song. I love, I love that. Like just the string of coincidences that led to this. Like him singing, "I'm still standing." Him sing him, and then somehow I don't know if Elton was like, "I'm gonna be in this movie because Kingsman too." He did such a good job singing. Yeah, like, my song. I yeah that that they just ended up in Kingsman two together. Yeah, and then obviously that's why he picked him was because I mean 2. I have to assume that's how they met. Yeah, they're probably just best friends ever. Yeah, I mean like there's that hilarious story that Taron Edgerton told about Kingsman two where because you know at the end of Kingsman two, Eggsy's getting married mm-hmm. and Elton John said to him, you know, if I was ten years younger, it was it's me you'd be marrying. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that so much. <laughs> Uh, and it's stories like that that make people think that Taron Edgerton is gay. Yeah. The way that the, that he, you know, swoons over Elton John and the way he stares at Colin but if, Firth. But if literally anybody was in the room with Elton John, you would not be able to not look at him. Oh, you'd just fall in love with him instantly. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't not fall in love with Elton John. Which is why I wanted, total non sequitur, wanted Harry and Elton John to get together at the end of Kingsman 2. <laughs> they set it up. They mirrored the scene. Because mm-hmm. there's a scene with Eggsy and the princess in the first movie, like, if you save the world, yeah. bada bada bada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, it's Harry and Elton John. And Elton John's like, if you save the world, I'll get you backstage passes to my gig. And it's like, you guys gonna hook up? Because <laughs> that's the implication I'm getting. Well, but then Elton's husband probably wouldn't be very happy. Yeah, he's married. <laughs> but... I just want Harry to be gay. <laughs> he probably still is. He probably is. We'll find out in the third one. Is he going to be in it? I don't know. I know but there better that be a third one. They were talking about making a third Kingsman. Sorry, guys. This is a total tangent. Uh, they were talking about making a third Kingsman, but I don't think Taron Edgerton is involved. I don't know if Colin Firth is, but I don't think Taron Edgerton is. Both of those are incorrect. I'm, by, I'm saying incorrect, not they're, because they're, I know they're, they're... Because they're bad choices. Inappropriate. They're inappropriate. I am offended. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But um, now that Taron Anderson's going to be a Oscar winner, he's a big I mean, he's he's, gotta, he's a big actor now. I do. So now that I'm thinking about it, Uh-oh. we may have dropped some audio. It's okay. Well, it was unimportant. We were yeah. talking about it anyway. Now that I'm thinking about it, they probably can still get a nomination for best song because they have a new song at the end that they do a duet. It's not an original. Mm, it's a. It's, it's an, an original. It's an original. Yeah. Yeah. And during the credits. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. So that was lovely, and like just to hear his his. Uh, Elton's real voice now. Oh, I really love his voice now. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been since that since going to see Rocketman, listening to a lot of Elton John on Spotify. I just like put on Elton John radio on Spotify, mm-hmm. and just and it's so interesting to hear the different eras and the different sounds, and mm-hmm. you know his voice over the years. I always feel like it, in a lot of the older stuff, he's he feels farther away from the microphone. It's very strange. I think it's just the recording style yeah. and the equipment. Yeah, not bad. Just it's yeah, just like yeah, Benny and the Jets has a very strange sound to it. It's mm-hmm. very eerie. Tinny and like <laughs> yeah. distant. It is. They've got these <laughs> reverb effects on it. It sounds like it's in a state, like in a big stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, it's appropriate. God, I love Elton John. <laughs> and he just has so much power now too. Mm-hmm. That real richness of tone <sighs> that, that he didn't have as a younger singer. Yeah. It was great. Shout out Elton John. <laughs> yeah, Elton John. We you here to hear, folks. He's great. <laughs> John's a talented musician. We're going to come out and we're going to say it. (laughs) Breaking news. Elton John, good. (laughs) You should really look him up. Yeah, you haven't heard of this guy's stuff yet. Right, it's really going to knock your socks off. (laughs)
Oh, what other things about Rocket Man do we have to say? I think that's pretty much it. We did the whole movie. We did the whole movie. Do we want to talk about it, anything else about it, though? It's going to make you happy. It's true. It's so true. Like, it's real. I mean, it's got some really sad moments, but, but it, it's you, so uplifting. You, well, and you don't, like, you know things aren't dire because he's doing pretty well. You know he's going to get through it. Yeah. You know that there's the light at the end of the tunnel, and we know that he's he stayed good. Like, yeah. you know, he fixed his life, and yeah. he fixed it for real. Mm-hmm. And he's old now. And a lot of rock stars from the 70s <laughs> didn't a, get old. A lot of gay rock stars from the a 70s did not. A lot of gay rock stars didn't get old. Yeah. He got old. Now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. He's he's so happy now. I know. He's so happy now. He's got some very young children for his age. And they're crawling all over him. Crawling all over him because he loves them and he loves physical <laughs> affection. It's great. Okay. Well then, do you have any recommendations or had you forgotten about that too? <laughs> I remembered about seconds ago. Great. Then what's your recommendation for this week? So it is a recommendation with a warning. Oh, I love those. <laughs> Chernobyl. Ah, yes. (laughs) So I will give you the warning that I did not receive before watching Chernobyl. Chernobyl is, from what I've seen, excellent, brilliant, interesting, uh, wonderfully acted, uh, accurate, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, but has intense moments of absolute body horror. Just so horrifying. So, <laughs> if that's not something that really fucks you up like it does for me, yeah. you will, I, please tell me about it because I can't, I couldn't get past I was there halfway through episode three. The moment three. where Alex was like, I have to be done forever. <laughs> I walked downstairs while he was watching an episode and just- I had some, literally just started you it. You just too. started it. It got to this scene that was just real, real tough to look at. And I was like, oh, damn. And you were like, noping out of this one for yeah. good now. And then I tried to fast forward through it. And I was like, nope. you know what? No. I'm just not going to put myself through that. Yeah. I mean, it's Because I fair. really love all of the nuclear physics talk and like the problem solving. Yeah, it's a and the political implications. Fascinating story. And Gorbachev is there. <laughs> yes, he is. And it's really cool seeing like a really human side of such a politicized figure. Right, it's not, especially here, like, we just hear about it's like, oh, and Chernobyl happened and it's like, you don't really hear about yeah. how it happened. Yeah, you hear, or, tear down that wall, like, that's... Well, that's 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 a Cold War. I, I know, but, like, that's what you know of yeah, that, you just, that person. Yeah. But it's it's only a little bit before. Yeah. But, it, yeah. It, I mean, it looked really fascinating, but that scene was gnarly. Super gnarly. Yeah, so... Um, there's some, there's a lot of really gnarly stuff in episode one. As you'd expect. Um, because of... Brand new nuclear explosion. (laughs) But not like a nuclear explosion, more like a regular explosion that lets, um, all the the radiation out. (laughs) Yeah. So don't touch things is what I learned from Chernobyl. Don't touch radioactive stuff. Especially, yeah, because... Just don't touch radioactive stuff. Just don't touch it. Also don't touch radioactive people. People are stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I recommend it if you can handle it. I could not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, my recommendation is a podcast. I've only listened to like one and a half episodes yet, but I'm really enjoying so far. My. Took me out for dinner on my birthday um, last weekend and. She recommended um, Obscure with Michael Ian Black. Mm -hmm. Um, Very funny comedian. And what he's doing, it's the weirdest premise for a podcast. And like he starts the podcast by being like, I know this sounds like a bad idea. It's probably a bad idea. What he's doing is he's reading Thomas Hardy's Jude the Obscure aloud and commenting on it as he goes. (laughs) What? Yes. Classic novel, Jude the Obscure. Um, And it's just him reading it to you and talking about what he thinks of it as he goes. 
it's it's really interesting and entertaining because <laughs> he's funny. He's got a really great dry wit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, you know, I've always been sort of curious about Jude the Obscure, but it's not a book I was ever actually gonna read. I like him because <laughs> he's one of the comedians that isn't afraid to change. Yeah. Yeah, and right now he's doing the podcast Because if you watch his old stuff, I mean, it's, it's not great, but yeah. like... He's grown as a comedian. And a person. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and yeah, he's just really entertaining, really interesting. It's it's a... I've been curious about Jude the Obscure, and now this way I'll get the Jude the Obscure experience without actually having to sit down and read it myself. <laughs> um, Yay for not reading. Yeah, hey, I'm a big supporter of audiobooks, and this is just audiobook plus, mm-hmm. so... I'm into it. It's like annotated audiobook. Mm-hmm. Love that. So um, if that sounds like something you would find entertaining, I get that it's kind of got a narrow appeal. That's sort of the point. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. So uh, it's called Obscure. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. I think we have a rating on iTunes, but I don't know how to look at it. I don't either. I've been trying. <laughs> I don't know how iTunes works. I don't use Apple products. I It won't let me look on the website. I might have to open the, the actual yeah, program. Go into iTunes. Yeah, I. that's a no man's land. Look for, for some updates from on that front. Yeah, we'll see what we can do there. Uh, check us out on Twitter at LitMeritPod for updates and news. Uh, and thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, hold, hold me closer, closer, tiny dancer. dancer.